Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. The nation's arsenal of thermonuclear weapons requires a lot of maintenance, including production of replacement parts. Making parts is the job of the National Nuclear Security Administration. Production moved into a brand new facility in 2012, and already the agency has outgrown that Kansas City site. For how it's coping, we turn to Allison Bodden, Director of Natural Resources and Environment Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Ms. Bodden, good to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. All right, let's begin with, first of all, how big this thing actually is. Is It it keeps growing, correct? It does. The Kansas City National Security Complex right now is about a million square feet. Oh, wow. And uh, they plan to uh, increase that by about 250,000 feet of leased space this coming summer uh, with plans for an additional uh, 400,000 square feet over the next five years. So I guess the gist of this report is they really, the NNSA, really missed judged the future demand for activities there. Well, when they did their workload forecasting back in 2012, the assumptions that they made at the time were correct for the programs as they knew them then. Uh, But between 2012 and now, there have been uh, substantial changes to the program that require increased workload at the Kansas City site. And that's what's created the need for additional space. Because the nuclear arsenal is not growing any larger. It's just a matter of maintaining basically the weapons that we have built, you know, under all the various treaties and so forth, there's a certain arsenal. So what caused the change in demand that could have not been foreseen by NNSA? Really, it was changes in the schedules to existing programs. So three programs that have been ongoing for a bit of time, um, their production schedules have been extended. And one program um, for which work will start at Kansas City in the next five years or so, um, the schedule for that was actually moved up by five years. So it's just a change in the demand for the work at the facility and when that demand occurs. And so this was all changes initiated by the Defense Department and, I guess, approved by Congress. Changes in, in the Defense Department, that's correct, in, in collaboration with the National Nuclear Security Administration. And I guess we should point out this is a contractor-operated facility, and most of the manufacturing is done by contractor employees? Correct. There are currently uh, over 2,500 contractor employees at the facility, plan to increase to just under 5,000 over the next couple of years, um, and there are about 35 or 40 federal officials working at the site. Okay, and uh, what is it they actually make there? Well, Kansas City makes uh, makes or procures the vast majority of the parts for nuclear weapons, um, but all of them are non-nuclear components. So these are things that are as simple as very, very specific types of nuts and bolts to more complex components like radars and arming and firing mechanisms, as well as very important and critical safety devices for those weapon systems. And do these include the parts for the warheads only or also the delivery mechanisms like the bomb or the uh, missile that might be coming out of a submarine? It includes um, the components for either warheads or bombs, but would not include the components for aircraft or missiles or submarines. So it could include, say, a new access door for the warhead to be able to click on something or click off something. If it was part of the actual warhead, then yes. And these are parts that might be metal or plastic or all sorts of materials? Exactly. Some of them are foams, some of them are cables, metals, plastics, you name it. So it's safe to say, I'm just guessing, but a lot of manufacturing technologies happen there that would be grinding and milling and painting and forming and extruding. Absolutely. 
it's a very, very complex um, manufacturing facility um, for parts that have extremely tight tolerances. Um, nuclear weapons are very complex, and everything needs to work exactly as planned. Um, and so the specifications that, that are met by the folks at Kansas City um, are very exacting. We're speaking with Allison Bauden, Director of Natural Resources and Environment Issues at the GAO. And you found that there's a pretty decent plan in place for expanding capacity and the workforce. Let's talk about the physical space, which is all leased. I thought the government was trying to get away from leased space, but what did you find? The original Kansas City facility was at a very, very old World War II era facility, and this arrangement where um, a new facility was constructed by uh, GSA and then leased by the NNSA was kind of a new arrangement for them. It seems to be working well. And now what we found is that they need to lease additional space in order to meet their work, uh, their workforce needs. The current space is owned by GSA and leased to NNSA, so ultimately the government owns it, correct? That's correct. That's correct. It's not a commercial lease, though some of the space that they're looking to add, uh, right now they are evaluating whether commercial space, government-owned space, or new Department of Energy construction will be the right option. Uh, Those options are currently being analyzed. Well, I guess the question becomes, will the expansion that they need be permanent or not? Is there a way of knowing that? It's a very difficult question to know. Uh, Right now, with workload capacity planning, uh, they only know so much about what their programs are going to look like in the future. So it may be appropriate to lease space if it seems like the need is short term, uh, but that is certainly part of the ongoing evaluation. So then they're doing the correct thing, basically, is what you found. We believe so, yeah. Okay. And the workforce, too. In many ways, the workforce at Kansas City, as you've mentioned, contractor, is facing the same problems as the federal workforce itself. That is, you have a large number of aging, ready-to-retire people that have a lot of skill, balanced almost like a dumbbell, the other end of the barbell, with a large number of newer employees that come and go. That's absolutely correct. And the site is taking lots of different steps, both to retain existing staff and make sure that that knowledge is appropriately transferred, as well as to hire new staff. One of the challenges that we identified in the report is um, another challenge that faces the entire government, which is the backlog in security clearances. This work requires uh, employees to have security clearances to work on these parts, and um, it takes a tremendous amount of time, which of course affects hiring and retention. What are some of the hiring and retention problems they have? I guess it's besides security clearance, it's very exacting type of manufacturing work to be, for example, a machinist take some real training. Absolutely. And it can take years to sort of fully understand the job. Um, and so the retention period is a long time. Um, you may be trained in training for several years before um, you can fully complete a part on your own. Um, in addition, uh, the job market is very strong right now, and there is lots of manufacturing work, particularly in the Kansas City area. And so NNSA and its contractors are competing with private industry um, for those manufacturing positions. In many ways, then, the strong economy is one of the problems here. It certainly creates a challenge. 
And did GAO have any recommendations for NNSA? I didn't find any in the report. That's right. In this report, we did not. Really, we were trying to tell a story about the challenges that the site is facing and all of the various mitigation measures that NNSA and its contractor are taking in collaboration to make sure that they stay on top of those challenges. And just getting back one more time to the workforce, anything that struck you uh, as particularly smart or innovative in the way they were trying to hire or retain people? There are some very interesting programs that are going on right now to recruit people directly out of high school and trade schools um, to make sure that a pipeline is created well in advance of uh, when this uptick in hiring is expected. We've also seen the site broaden its recruiting targets beyond the Kansas City area. Um, and we've seen a, a high level of collaboration with the Office of Personnel Management to have on-site uh, representation at Kansas City adjudicating security clearances to make sure that those are um, completed in a timely manner. So a little expediting of some of the things that can really bog things down. Definitely. And we've also seen some very innovative work at the site um, to create unclassified space for workers while they're waiting for their clearances to come through, where they can complete training or be escorted to more sensitive parts of the facilities um, and still work productively while waiting for that clearance to be completed. And I suppose they could walk over there once they are cleared if they want to just have a cigarette. Generally not advised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Allison Bodden is Director of Natural Resources and Environment Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post a link to her report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Radio, federal contractors face an overburdened GSA and a generally hectic summer. But first, people aren't the only things in the United States that get counted in a census. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Tammen, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network.